Hey there, I'm Jacob Harmon from JMH Media. Welcome to TrustCast. I am intrigued by trust. In fact, I find myself thinking about trust and building trust all the time. Our governments, economies, and even our personal lives are completely built on trust. Think about it. Trust is even at the very soul of our marketing objectives. If a customer trusts us, they're more willing to buy from us. So how do we build trust with customers at scale? Especially when we live in an increasingly digital world where consumers are less trusting than ever. On this podcast, we break through the noise and focus on the ultimate keystone metric that matters. Our primary objective, trust. Welcome back to another episode of TrustCast. I am super excited to be here with you all today. And I have Brittany Pettit with me, and she works at Pacific Branding and Marketing, which is exactly what we do here on this show. So I'm super excited to have you here, Brittany. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. And this is actually, I'm kind of going to out you right here, but this is, you just told me your first podcast episode ever. So I hope it's a good experience for you. (laughs) It will be. I have a good feeling about it, but forgive me if I've got some stutters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'll tell you right now, that's something that I'm still working on. I have probably recorded over 60 podcast episodes in my lifetime and it's still a problem. It's something that (laughs) I don't, I don't know if I'll ever get over it. I work on it, but every time I'm editing my podcast, podcast episodes, I feel it. So uh, I love it. Well, I, I feel like I'm in good company. So thank you for having me. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. So I'd like to talk just a little bit, a brief history of your company. You have a very interesting story that you were telling me about kind of how the company came about and the purpose of that company. So I'd like to learn a little bit about that to give us some background. Yeah, absolutely. So we are Pacific Branding and Marketing. We are formerly Pacific Partners, and it is a family-based company that my stepfather started years ago. And the thing that's so special about what we do is we really can work with anybody. Everybody uses what we do, branded apparel, branded swag, merch. So initially it was actually my stepfather working. He had a brick and mortar out in Santa Monica, California, um, and he did custom cold air, still his favorite passion and what he does uh, most. But People would come into the store and say, you know, where can I get a logoed hat? Where can I get a logoed shirt? So he saw an opportunity to provide an extra service. Um, and so that is when Pacific Partners, which we were initially were named, uh, was formulated. And so from there, he's continued to work the business. Uh, we have a sister company, which is National Shirtworks, um, which primarily focuses on all of the apparel itself. Um, and then Pacific Branding and Marketing is a lot more of the merchant swag. We work hand in hand pretty much together though. Um, I've interned for him for about 10 years uh, after graduating from UCI. And then last October, so a little over a year now, decided to come on full-time um, and officially I'm a partner of his and we love what we're doing here in Utah. I love it. And could you tell me a little bit about merch and swag? I know that it's a very common thing in business, um, but from the perspective of trust and building trust, um, if you have a hat with your logo on it or a shirt with your logo on it, what does that change for your business or how does that impact your business? So I think it's impressions, right? And I think it's also being able to wear it with pride and start conversation out 
Um, even at the grocery store, that's the biggest thing we see with a grocery tote or with a shirt or a hat. That grocery clerk is paid to one, you know, check all of your groceries, but to create conversation. So it's a great opportunity for buzz to be started. So, you know, I could be on the other end wearing my Pacific branding and marketing and they're looking for a conversation starter. They're asking me what I do. What is Pacific branding? And I can start talking about it. Next thing you know, I'm giving my business card to the person behind me in line. And I uh-huh. think that people are often surprised at how often that happens in the community. And it really does give you that icebreaker when you're starting to build conversation with people out and about. And then obviously just brand awareness. You want your logo to be seen. You want those impressions to be made and you want to be proud of who you work for. A hundred percent. And I know when it comes to swag, I have like two different perspectives on it because I've worked for large companies who have given swag as a perk. And so I know that it can also really help with, um, employee morale and and keeping the employees excited about the business but then on the other side of it as a business owner i've recently got to the point where i started purchasing swag for my own business and started wearing that and so i totally feel what you're saying about having that pride in your business and being happy to wear that out in public um but let's talk a little bit about more of that internal piece then um how can swag or or purchasing branded uh materials for your business help with your employees and and keeping them excited about the brand I think you nailed it you know when you said that people get excited to be given the swag it's really about how do you incentivize them to want to perform so maybe you know you get xyz as you hit certain goals But also one of the things that I love doing the very most for my clients is helping them put together, whether it's a welcome package. Um, I have a lot of coaches that I work with. So welcome packages for new clients that have signed on or in the employee world of it. If a new employee comes in, they're nervous. It's their first day. The best thing that you can do is make them feel a part of that culture. And the way that that is by giving them these branded pieces that they can wear and they can identify with all of their new colleagues with. And so it really just, it starts to make you feel a part of something more. Yeah. And it's a small gesture. I mean, when it comes to like the monetary investment, it really isn't that much, but the impact that it can make, I think is huge. Um, I've worked for companies where I get there and they're just like, well, here you are, go to work. And I've also worked for companies where I feel like they do that culture building piece. Like, welcome to this company. This is what we're about. This is our mission. This is our values. Here's some shirts or whatever for you. Like, and I feel so much more affinity towards those companies and that, that treat their employees like family and help them get excited about the company. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and likewise, Jacob, I've been on the other side. So I said I interned for 10 years. Um, And I kind of knew when I got out of college, I loved this industry. I loved what my stepfather did, but I wasn't quite sure I had had the corporate experience that I needed yet. So I've been on that other end as well. And I've worked for companies that have treated me incredibly well. And I've also worked for companies that you felt like you, you just weren't even seen, right? And you weren't a part of it. And I think everybody's role is equally important. And so making them feel that way is something that, Really, it's it's an easy gesture, like you said, and that's what I love that I'm able to kind of go and work with my clients and see, you know, where is the gap and what is the unique product that we can do for your brand specifically that kind of gives you a point of difference as well. And so 
that's that's where I think I'm really fortunate to have both ends of it is I'm not just from this side of things. I'm also from the marketing end. I was in restaurant marketing prior. So I know what it's like to actually go to people such as myself and to do bidding on projects. And I can kind of see both worlds and and help find that happy medium. Yeah, for sure. And I think that the more you invest into your employees, I mean, if you're wanting to build trust with your customers, it really starts with your employees because your employees are the people that are going to be interacting with your customers, right? And if they love your brand, if they love your business, if they love what they're doing, the customers are going to feel that. So I, I love that so much. Yeah, they're the face of your brand. And I think that that's the most important thing to remember. You know, your hostess at the restaurant is the first and last person that each customer sees. The same thing at the store, um, you know, in retail or wherever you may be. And so you want to make sure that people feel proud both on the clock and off the clock of your company. Very cool. So we've kind of started this conversation talking about internally um, working with your own employees. Um, I'd like to move the conversation a little bit to acquiring customers and retaining customers. We've chatted a little bit before we jumped on this call, and that's something that you have a lot of experience in. And so I'd like to kind of pick your brain there on what are some of the best ways to acquire customers in a trustworthy way? I think it's relationship building. And I think it's always coming from a genuine place of care and interest. And it doesn't start with this is what I do. Let me tell you what I can do for you. It starts with yep. listening and genuinely knowing, are you the right fit for each other? And even if you aren't still caring, still listening and still building that relationship, because I truly believe in, in walking proof of how different relationships can continue to build these everlasting relationships that are outside of just you and me right now. And so I think it's just the importance of always being open to people, caring about people and having a genuine interest. And it's fascinating what you can learn. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because like a couple of weeks ago, I posted on a Facebook group that we're both in and I said, Hey, I'm looking for some swag. And I got a bunch of people saying, Hey, I have swag. I have swag. And you were one of those people. And I didn't even purchase from you. <laughs> I purchased from someone else, but it amazes me that you you didn't take that to be, oh, Jacob isn't the type of person I want to do business with, or he didn't choose me, so I'm not going to talk to him again. But instead, now here you are on my podcast. And so I think like business relationships, as you said, just because um, they don't purchase from you the first time or something like that, you can still invest in those relationships and they'll bring returns later, right? Absolutely. And I love that you brought up that example. You know, it was really fun because I saw your post that you were looking for people to come on the podcast. So I went to message you all excited and I'm like, oh, we have talked, you know, and <laughs> I like to be on, you know, the group that we're on. And I've asked for referrals to certain things. And you do, you get blown up, which is the beauty to that group and the beauty to networking. But you can truly, you can only get back to so many sometimes. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I know that personal there, but I'm confident still that in the future, I hope, you know, I've got the opportunity to still bid on a project, but nonetheless, what an opportunity for me here today to sit on your podcast, my first podcast ever, by the way, as we mentioned, <laughs> but you know, it, it all works out. And I think it's just having that good attitude and knowing and believing we truly all do have the best intention. So. So what are some of the best ways that you can invest in those relationships? You mentioned listening. You mentioned asking questions. What are some other things that you can do to really make sure that your business relationships, that you're nurturing them? I mean, I think it's just 
touching base. And I think, I mean, social media is obvious an easy one right now, right? How fortunate are we, especially during COVID? I mean, our business has continued to grow. And during the times that we're in right now, that's a huge blessing. And it's yeah. it's because we have values of social media and being able to touch base and follow-ups and asking questions and scheduling meetings, whether it's coffee or just, you know, dropping by to say hello. I'm huge on that. I love the face-to-face, so I have missed that lately. But it's, you know, it's just kind of nurturing the relationships and, and keeping keeping your list and making sure that you're touching base. And, you know, even if it's just, hey, we don't need anything, you're still present and you're still there and they know you are available whenever they are ready. Yeah, I agree. And if we flip that coin over, what are some things to avoid? Some things that you shouldn't do if you're wanting to build trust in business? I mean, I think overselling yourself. You never want to do that. Nobody wants to feel like, you're forcing anything upon them or that you're only interested in the relationship because you think you might get something out of it. Um, I think, you know, promising things that you can't actually do. You know, sometimes people say, just say yes and figure out how to deliver later. I am a true mm-hmm. believer in being honest and upfront, but being willing to find a solution um, that builds trust because then people know that you're not going to just tell them what they want to hear and, you know, under, under promise over deliver. I'm a huge believer in that. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that you can do to destroy trust in business is to break a promise. Even the small things, like something as simple as if you said you were going to be on a call, like be on that call. Or if you said you were, you were going to deliver by a certain date, deliver by that date. And if for some, if something happens, then communicate, right? Over communicate when something does come up because those things do happen. I mean, I've definitely missed calls before or I've missed deadlines before, but I, you always have to be super proactive about communicating um, so that you aren't leading people astray or, or breaking promises. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, So let's talk a little bit now about retaining customers and keeping customers loyal to your brand. Um, You've acquired them. You've kind of built some trust with them. Um, How can you make sure that you have those customers come back to you over and over again? I think, I mean, obviously it's your initial order is your first chance to really shine and to show them what the point of difference in working with you is. Um, and for me, that is understanding the other side of things. And so I really take pride in being able to help with that project management, taking that off of their shoulders. So giving them that first experience that highlights what your point of differences are um, and following through all the way till the end, but then also following up and seeing, did you get an ROI on that product? What was the feedback that you received? And if it wasn't great, sometimes you do a marketing initiative and it doesn't go as well. How can we pivot and figure out what will work best next? So always being kind of one step in the step ahead in the game with them, understanding, you know, in your initial discovery, let's not just talk about what you need here today, but let's maybe talk about where you're going in Q2, Q3, and how we can start putting together ideas for the future. I then keep notes of that and I'm able to find products that will match that need and, and put it in front of them at the time that I know they're ready for it. But it, it, eliminates one less follow-up that they have to do one less oh wait we need we needed those you know cups for our juice launch that's coming up in april i've already sent it to them and they're like oh great she's on it you eliminate your chance <laughs> of being, you know shocked at that point 
They trust yeah. that you are as invested in their business as you are. And that's that's a big differentiator. I, th- I think that's very rare. Unfortunately, what I'm seeing in, in the few years that I have in business is that it's kind of rare for people to be that on top of things and to be as invested in their clients' businesses as they are their own. But I like the idea of being proactive and being on top of things. So I have a, a quick example. Um, just this past month, I have a client that I built a website for and we were working on a new marketing initiative for him. So I set up kind of all the marketing automation and everything on the back end, and it didn't turn out the way he would have liked it to. Um, didn't get quite as many conversions, didn't get quite as many people as, as our goal was. And so I think that is an opportunity for a client to potentially not want to come back. Um, but instead we kind of just sat down and we had a conversation about, well, what did we do wrong? What can we do better next time? And I think that at the end of that, he was maybe even more loyal to me, even though we technically had just built a marketing automation that didn't perform as good as he would have liked it to, but it's all about, it's all about, being able to take those situations as they come and then turn it into something positive and learning from those. Absolutely. And I love, I mean, the thing I hear in that story is ownership, right? You, you owned your part in it and it wasn't, well, this was your marketing plan. You were in it with it. You helped build. <laughs> and so there's, there's something very admirable about that. So I appreciate that story. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what we need more of in business. And obviously sometimes there's going to be moments where, Things don't work out the way you wanted them to, and you need to leave, right? You need to go to someone else. You need to go to someone who who maybe is more competent or knows what they're doing. But at the same time, I think going back to relationships, I think the relationship is often so, so important, and we just ignore that, or we kind of drop drop people when things don't work out the way they were supposed to. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I talked a little bit, you know, earlier about missing some of that face-to-face interaction and whatnot. And I think it's Mm -hmm. so easy in today's day and age to ignore that because it's all through email or text. You know, you don't get as much of that opportunity to engage and kind of hear the expression and emotion in people's voices. So sometimes it's also as simple as picking up the phone and explaining, you know, what's going on. If there was some sort of, you know, issue or a package is going to be delivered late, pick up the phone, give them the courtesy of allowing to hear your sincerity as you explain, you know, what happened and also how you're going to help redeem the situation as best you can. Yeah. Um, and you, since you mentioned COVID and you mentioned the lack of face-to-face business interaction, I'm just curious, how is your business dealing with not having that face-to-face interaction? And what are some of the things you guys have done to combat that? Yeah. So, I mean, as I said, I'm, it's been surprisingly a very successful year for us. Um, it was in 2020 and we're excited for 2021. Um, there's still opportunity. It's Zoom. It's, you know, finding creative ways. Even BNI meetings are all done via Zoom right now and having the opportunity, Business Networking International, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but just there's all kinds of networking groups like that where you can get on and you can still meet people. And I think it's opened a whole new door of opportunities and it's given me the ability to really branch outside of just Utah. Um, You know, we work with people throughout the entire country and that's because we do now have Zoom. And so there is still opportunity for face-to-face 
Um, or even things as simple as sending a video of a product. So I'll get a sample in and I'll send them a video. I'm using their name in the video. They now feel like we've got a different relationship than just the attached image that came from our stock, you know, photos. So it's just being creative and finding ways. And quite honestly, you, you got to look at what are my advantages here? If you get stuck in, well, I can't do this and this is what I love, you're not going to get anywhere. So instead, okay, well, I can honestly have more Zoom meetings in a day than I can face-to-face -face meetings. So how can yeah. I leverage that? And let's, you know, see how we can continue to expand. Yeah. And there's, there's definitely some advantages of face-to-face -face interactions, but I think there's also some advantages of the virtual interactions. And like you said, being able to record a personalized video, maybe that's something you wouldn't have thought of before, you know, because you would have seen them in person in your weekly meeting or whatever. But now you're like, okay, well, we can do the weekly meeting. So what do we do? And then those creative juices start flowing. So I'm not at all saying that I'm glad the pandemic happened. Like, man, I, I wish it hadn't. But I think there are opportunities and there's opportunities to be creative that sometimes only happen when things like this happen. Absolutely. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what the transition is. You know, I think obviously we're going to see a lot more employees that are still continuing to work from home and they're they're seeing that productivity is increasing in a lot of cases. So it will be interesting to see what that transition is. And, you know, we'll just all continue to to work with what we've got when we have it. And <laughs> it's all you can do. For sure. I am curious. Um, you mentioned that your business has actually grown during the pandemic. And because your business is swag, that surprises me. Because I would think, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I would think that swag is something that you do when you can go to events and conferences and people are in the office not working from home. And so my question to you is, how in the heck did your company pull off growing during a pandemic, especially when it's a company that in my mind, at least, would depend on in-person interaction? So, I mean, it's a great question. And it's it's one I am, I mean, I'm happy to tell the answers because it's been a great result for us. <laughs> uh, one of our biggest clients is out in D.C. and they have an online store. They do their retail store, essentially. It's in a museum. And the museum has been closed, but their online purchases have skyrocketed. So people are okay. finding loyalty that way. Um, we've done a ton more apparel. So apparel has far more increased outside of, you know, some of the event swags that we do. We did lose, you know, quite a few projects initially because trade shows closed down all of the events right. that had been planned. Obviously, we're not going to purchase those items anymore. So that it, we took a hit in the beginning for sure, because a lot of these projects, especially when you're doing trade shows and, and different events that have different entities that are going into them, they take time. It's not just you know, your call up and, hey, we need to reorder our tumblers. There's a little bit more thought and process that goes into it. So we took a hit in the beginning. But then, for whatever reason, we've just been able to really skyrocket with our apparel. Obviously, PPE is huge. So being able to offer the personal protective equipment, um, masks, finding creative ways, again, to, to reach out and see what can we do to boost morale with your teammates. So, you know, we've done tons of team jackets and fun stuff like that. So, I mean, I wish I had a really scientific solid answer for you that <laughs> gave gave more specificity, but it's it's been a good thing for us and we're happy and we're continuing to to see the growth, so we're excited. Well, I'm happy to hear it and I think that 
um, you should be very proud of your company too, because being able to pivot and transition like that, it's, it's hard. And I think you guys have done an amazing job at being able to grow through, through a difficult situation. So congratulations to you and your team. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And since this is a branding and marketing podcast, I think, I mean, marketing is everything we do to grow our businesses, right? And so the fact that you've been able to grow it and be, be successful in that area is is huge. So congratulations to you on that. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I, I think another well, one that comes to mind that gives a real good example of how people have thought out of the box is, you know, there's also a nonprofit out in Orange County that I work with. And they have a run every year where everybody goes to the Angel Stadium, and that obviously was canceled. So I called and said, you know, what can we do to help support? What are you doing in in substitution for the event? Because they still want to do the fundraising and whatnot. So they actually had a van that went from house to house of all of the different teams that were sponsored, and they gave swag away to each of those individuals. So it's, you know, making those calls and not being afraid, not assuming that, everybody's struggling and doesn't have the budget or doesn't have the funds because the budget's still there and the budget, you know, can be used, but you need to find a productive and, you know, marketable way to use it. Yeah. And, and that goes back to kind of what we were talking about before with um, being able to pivot through difficult situations. The fact that you were able to call up your customers and say, Hey, we realize we're losing this huge order from you, but how can, how else can we help? You know, like that's, it goes back to relationship building. And because you had that amazing relationship with that client, you were able to be creative together to find a solution that benefited both of you. So that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, before we kind of wrap things up, Brittany, um, is there anything we haven't talked about as it pertains to branding or marketing or, or swag or merchandise that you think we really ought to give to the listeners before we sign off? Um, no, I mean, I think we, we covered it. I think it's just really understanding how important it is to have your brand seen and being proud of it. And, you know, there's, there's ways to do it at all budgets. So not feeling like you're not there yet. I think that that's, that's always the biggest first step is saying, well, what can we do here today and, and building from there. For sure. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. And I definitely recommend to all of you listening that you check out Pacific Branding and Marketing. It's at PacificBAM.com. Is there anything else that they should check out or anywhere else they can follow you, Brittany? Um, PacificBAM.com. We're working on growing the social media. It's pretty much all on my personal page right now. So um, <laughs> I feel we'll, you. We'll <laughs> Uh, totally. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you. I have really enjoyed this conversation and I'm excited to go and think about what ways can I show the pride of my brand a little more and how can I really show that enthusiasm to my customers. So thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Absolutely. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yep. You have a good one. You too. Thank you for listening to TrustCast. This podcast has been a production of JMH Media. I'm Jacob Harmon, and I've been your host. The TrustCast podcast team consists of Josh Harmon and Steve Hill. I really couldn't do this without them. Music licensing comes thanks to Epidemic Sound. And if you've liked what you've heard, we invite you to subscribe to TrustCast in your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help. Join us next time as we continue to break through the noise by building real human connections and trust in business. See you then.